0: Hello and welcome to Straight Dude Date Night, a show where two straight dudes go on a date and they review it. My name is David Stallings, and I am one of these straight dudes.
1: And I am Ricky Rivera, the other straight dude.
0: Today, we just saw the brand new Wes Anderson movie, Asteroid City, uh, which I'm—I don't know what I just watched. It was kind of wild.
1: Interesting.
0: Interesting. Thought provoking. These are words that I think many people will use to sound smart afterwards without understanding. if we
1: talk directly almost at the same time, mm-hmm. we could basically fit into these movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sometimes, I wish I was in the atmosphere.
0: Yes, but the atmosphere, it is so high.
1: But the ground is closer.
0: So we must go underground.
1: This is our Wes Anderson movie, <laughs> <laughs> dude. He's gonna hate it. He's gonna I, hate it. He I hates. He hates remakes of his own work. Yeah, we just remade don't the ever, whole movie. <laughs> don't ever do anything I do. It's mine. It's like I, I feel like Wes Anderson in real life might be a big baby. Yeah, I mean, he seems like a really nice guy, but when he gets mad, he just like <clears throat> like stomps around. You know, it's a very it's a temper tantrum from a two year
0: old kind of vibe. Yeah. Is that what you think?
1: Yeah, but not in like a. I'm better than everybody's snobby kind of mm-hmm. way, and I'm just really mad. I don't want to get it out. i got to write it. Give me my journal. Yeah. <laughs> Love Wes Anderson, though. I'm talking a lot of smack. but Well, dude. I
0: I have actually, you know, uh, contrary to the f- podcasts that we do, I only really started watching movies after we started the podcast, so I actually realized last week I had never seen a Wes Anderson movie after I went and looked through everything and was very shocked to have to remember all the trailers for many of them but had never seen one before yeah uh so sorry to anyone who's like how dare you i'm i've watched the life of quat. yeah the life aquatic now and now asteroid city and uh both are phenomenal so spoiler
1: alert on my rating (laughs) (laughs) yeah spoiler alert Uh uh-huh uh for those of you who are here and excited about wes anderson being uh you know doing a wes anderson episode I'm gonna preface it with I'm so sorry I'm not as smart as you mm-hmm. and I will never fully understand the depth of Wes Anderson's films mm-hmm. but from a from a, a, a guy with a GED standpoint I enjoy Wes Anderson a lot and mm-hmm. I feel like I, had, I get a general idea of what he's going for Yeah, but I know for some people out there it goes so much deeper
0: there's a whole deeper meaning how did you I'm not so get sorry it
1: If we don't, if we don't Touch on it, and you caught it, and we didn't. Yeah, they start a podcast and talk
0: about it and yell about this horrible podcast you just listened to, where we didn't mention anything about whatever you think the movie was about. But honestly, I if think if you
1: do that, I'll sue. There you go. Now it's done. The,
0: it's in the it's air. In it's gonna happen. Go ahead, talk smack. Do it. You won't bet. <laughs> uh, I I do think the majority of people though will walk away from this, whether or not they're like, oh, they appreciate the deeper meaning or not. I think people are going to walk away generally very happy with it
1: yeah i mean it's that's like it's just the aesthetic yeah even the colors alone like the way he does his movies
0: very vibrant
1: you can watch it without sound and just be like i feel like this is good <laughs> yeah like i like what i'm watching mm-hmm. I, it's just visually pleasing
0: yeah but pff, i i need to try and do a synopsis for it because if i don't I always think about that. What if I just didn't do the synopses, like when we first started the podcast? This is one does it those, matter? This but is th- one
1: of those ones where you you could
0: it. No, I, I could, but I think that would detract significantly from this from this review because no one will know anything about what we're talking about. That's a good point. Maybe they don't know in generally anyway, but still, this one was so wacky. I have to give something, right? So, I will try my best on this. Also, uh, a note, because it's one of those movies where, like, you don't really know what the story is going into it. I'm going to spoil everything right here. So, just so you're aware. Okay. First off, what was the main character's name? Augie, right? Uh, Well, I mean, you
1: you want the play name or you want the real name? The the play (laughs) name. The play name is Augie. Augie, okay. because that's his real name is something else. We're going with the play names, okay?
0: Because that's the majority of the film (laughs) Okay, I will try to I will try to summarize this quickly So, Asteroid City Is portrayed As a biographical Documentary play That you are watching So it goes back and forth between the Documentary of uh, The playwright Actually writing the play Asteroid City Mm -hmm. And then we go to The performance Of it As if it were a play but it is all being filmed instead Uh, so you have like a full set a full location everything but there are elements of the movie that it's clear someone just messed up or they walked into the scene too early or stuff like that it's very very sudden moments that remind you oh yeah this is supposed to be a play Uh, I think that's important (laughs) to just state right out of the gate because that was such an innovative idea that I really enjoyed it was fun it was fun. There's one moment in particular we'll talk about later. Uh, but from that, the play is broken up into three acts. Uh, the first act takes place over the course of a day where a bunch of people arrive in Asteroid, C- Asteroid City, which is a small town at the border between California and Arizona. And at this location is the site of a crater where a meteorite crashed 5,000 years ago. And it's still a study site for studying uh, the stars. Also, some ways away, they do, like, atomic bomb uh, tests, and that's not relevant to the story other than atmosphere. A bunch of people arrive in this town because their children are being entered into a scholarship uh, for five grand where they all created something uh, world-changing, some scientific Mm -hmm. idea. (laughs) As a result of that, uh, I think it was Act 2 where it happened that... Was it was it the
1: first day that Act One is with the aliens? Yeah. How did Act One end? Was that Act with... One ended with the alien coming down to take the asteroid? Yes. Okay. So
0: Act two Act One born is born. we watch the whole first day unfold as all of these people are meeting, entering the town, and by the end they get to do this whole ceremony where they get to look up at the stars on the specific day where they'll see a cool sighting. Turns out on this night the aliens an alien actually shows up to take a meteor, uh, artifact on the ground and then just leaves and everyone sees this in broad daylight. Mm -hmm.
1: And he very politely told them today, Mm -hmm. but nobody could decipher the code.
0: No one could decipher the code at all. But the code was right there. It said today it was going to happen. Uh, act two is they are now under quarantine trying to figure out what to, what to do. How do we move on? Uh, can we leave who actually won? Everyone's in distress basically. Uh, and they are under quarantine and all this stuff
1: how did that end god this was cr- a crazy two, movie act two ends with the kids they uh, sent a they message sent a they message. got a message
0: out to cl- telling the world basically about the, the alien that because the
1: government's trying to cover it up and it's trying to get them to come up with good cover stories mm-hmm. and the kids end up finding a way to sneak the information out yes. telling the world and then yes. Act three begins with it's like now it's like a carnival almost mm-hmm. outside of Ashford City,
0: right outside of the quarantine zone, uh, as if it was like Area Fifty One. Yes, that's definitely the vibe of it of uh, just a bunch of people there being like, "Hey, the aliens were here. That's so cool," and all of this stuff. Uh, as they are now, Act three is basically the reckoning of like, what does the the fact that aliens exist what does that mean for us as humans in the in the grand scheme of things like what is the purpose of life that is the main idea that they start really dealing with in act three uh, and then everyone just leaves they just leave and epilogue. go home epilogue. at the epilogue that's it that's the whole that's the whole movie mm-hmm. uh there is so much more from that that we'll go into but that is the general flow of this movie going to be ridiculous trying to <laughs> trying to trying to get this all in
1: it's going to be a weird one for sure for people who aren't going to see this and are listening yeah uh, and for the people who did see it you're also probably going to think it's weird
0: yeah i i do want to say straight up this movie was probably one of the most interesting i think we have seen throughout the entirety of this podcast
1: yeah it was a great movie um My only concern with it when we were going into it, I told you about it before, was that from the trailers, at least, it looked very Wes Anderson. Like Like, too much. Like almost too much. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like I felt like, like it felt like we were trying to, they almost felt like it just, somebody was trying to make a good Wes Anderson movie. To imitate Wes Anderson Yeah It's almost what it felt like mm-hmm. um, After watching it There are some moments like that But there's still so much Uniqueness to it That he has And like his own little touches That are in there Which is so fun mm-hmm. So I, I, st- I think it's I still think it's a great movie And I, I don't think it's Too over the top Hit Yeah I mean it's hit I mean he, was, he has his hand In the whole thing honestly. Oh yeah You can tell from every moment mm-hmm. But it doesn't give the vibe That I felt Like what I did from the trailer Mm-hmm. Kind of, I know that's a weird statement to say, yeah, but that, but those who have seen his movies before will hopefully understand,
0: yeah. And I think I want to, I want to state because I, I literally just saw my first Wes Anderson movie this week, and I never, I've always known he's a great filmmaker, but I never knew what a Wes Anderson movie meant. So, for those who have not seen any of his stuff too, I want to just elaborate on that of what the vibe that i get from it is that it is very uh what's what's the word it is very pushy in its vibrant aesthetics throughout the entirety of his films that everything is so quirky it's quirky and pops out constantly uh meanwhile the vibe of every single character is extremely direct and to the point to a Comedic level because they are so direct with one another.
1: It's like almost dry humor, but it's
0: it, dry the entire it, time
1: Yeah, it's dry with a different twist on it though, because it's not the same kind of dry humor you're used to mmm It's got a little bit of color in there. Yeah, it's like you're hearing dry humor from a colorful standpoint That sounds so crazy to say but that's really the vibe I get
0: yeah, and I'm shocked I've never seen one of these movies because that type of humor that at least with the these two movies I've seen of is now that kind of humor Bro, that is the exact type of comedy that I love so much. I love dry humor just like to the point stuff that's just out of nowhere. That is so funny to me. I was laughing during this entire movie.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it it it's fun. This is definitely a funny movie. Um even it, if it, it is it, a
0: little a little existential <laughs>
1: Yeah, 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 that. I mean, that's the thing he always has in his movies is some sort of existential thing and some sort of deeper meaning behind the, the things that are going on. Mm-hmm. But I think that's like what's so fun about it is even if you're not into the whole deep meaning aspect of it, if you enjoy dry humor, you're going to have a great time. Yeah. Like that's how I feel a lot more with like you saw you watched uh, The Life Aquatic with mm-hmm. Steve Zissou. And that personally is my favorite movie because I think... If you want to watch it for an emotional standpoint, it's very like it has a pretty heavy heart on it. Mm -hmm. But if you want to watch just like a comedy, it also is hilarious. Yeah, it's so everybody just has a gun. (laughs) Like it's just such a dumb little like point where it's just like he's like, oh, I'm the adventure club guy, and then he just pulls out a gun. Yep, we all just have them. The interns all share one. Everybody gets a gun.
0: Any new explorers, they get a gun immediately. Yeah, exactly. It's it's just so. I I just love that the world building of it is very poignant about like,
1: yeah, it's going to be ridiculous. That's the point. You're going to deal with it. And it's not our world too. That's the whole thing he gets across is like, we're obviously not on our earth Mm -hmm. and that's totally fine. Yeah. That's why the world is so quirky like this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he's not trying to, Wes Anderson's never really trying to relate it to like, this movie has to represent modern day America. It's like, no, oh, he's just created his own world here. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. I mean, there's similarities, but even in this one, it's like, the asteroid city, that's not a real place. No. <laughs> this is I would how, be surprised to find out if it was. This is not how people would have functioned if they came across no. an alien.
0: No. <laughs> <laughs> everyone is extremely calm. And they're more upset. This was so great that the alien shows up and everyone is just dumbfounded, which I think is realistic. And then the response to the next days is, is like, Okay, cool That was interesting But the issue that they start to have is that they are <laughs> quarantined Yeah <laughs> They are more mad that they're still quarantined after the alien showed up Than they are about feeling existential of an alien showing up
1: Yeah, which um, I think the quarantine aspect is one of like the meanings in there too Is like showing just how stir crazy they're getting because mm-hmm. you can tell like as the days goes on it's not necessarily that they're like stir crazy from what they saw they're just more like okay we get it we saw an alien get me out we Please. now we can do nothing but think about it because you've trapped us here they definitely wrote that in because of COVID. i, I guarantee you the quarantine arc doesn't exist well i that. think that because that was a reality like they've already said that they that that wouldn't exist if it wasn't for COVID. yeah because that's
0: something that we've never The idea of the quarantine lockdowns when that happened is something that I don't think anyone has ever comprehended, at least in modern times. So to have that happen and now it's like, oh, this is what a quarantine would actually look at look like. People would just be mad that they have to be home. They just they just are stir crazy. That's the realistic (laughs) answer to it.
1: I mean, literally, the only reason Bill Murray is not in this movie is because of covid. Really? He, He caught covid right before production started. And they couldn't re they couldn't move production. Uh huh. So they just recasted him as Steve Carell. Oh my gosh, I didn't know that. <laughs> it breaks his like twenty something year streak of being in every Wes Anderson film. That's so sad. He was sad. supposed to be Steve Carell. Which thinking about it that would have been hilarious. That would have been a great role yeah. for him. Yeah. <laughs> just being like, like the guy who runs these motels is Bill Murray. Just like, yeah, man, things. I don't know. Your your house burned down. Yeah. You're staying in a tent.
0: That that said I loved I mean I I really enjoyed Steve Carell in it oh, cuz his whole vibe really fit that character too. I think Bill Murray would have killed it as well. That's really that's really disappointing to hear though that that's why that yeah, happened. It's
1: literally the only reason he wasn't in it. It's just because he caught COVID the like the week they started filming.
0: Bro, that's the thing with the productions though, man, you can't mess around with the dates on it. It gets it's extremely difficult to move anything.
1: <laughs> well, especially when like I mean a lot of the scenes had all the characters in it. Mm-hmm. So I can't imagine how hard that would have been. In fact, any scene with Steve Carell, everybody's there. Yeah. So his scenes would have been the hardest to reshoot. Yeah. Because every single time he was shoot, he was on the scene on the screen. Every character, every major actor was in the scene. Also. Yeah.
0: Especially the I think on day one they had the dinner scene. Where every like group of people was at their own table and that I'm pretty sure it seemed like it was one continuous shot Mm -hmm. And we went from table to table to table to table and saw every single person's conversation going on
1: Yeah, yeah, which they probably I mean again, this is right after covid films They probably all were near each other the whole time anyway Yeah Like that's probably why this production was so hard because they probably just it was just everybody was here Mm Mm-hmm. Just everybody stay around. We're just gonna quarantine it up. yeah you know, just stick around, just get this done.
0: Yeah, but I thought the entire concept was fascinating. I so th- we've you, you and I have talked a lot about um, on this show what makes a good movie, and it's like what you take away from it. And I feel like this is the kind of movie where you you are likely to take something away from it. Right? Because yeah. it was very... The whole thing was existential. They're constantly talking about what is the meaning of life. Is it anything or is it nothing? Like, And I think
1: that's going to make a lot of people who watch it think. Did you get that vibe through this? Yeah. I mean, there's well, there's so many different tones. Because like, there's that. I think that's like the overarching tone of it. But I think each act has a different tone. Yeah. Because act one is really more so dealing with grief. Mm-hmm. Where the dad is dealing with his grief by not telling anybody and he's thinking about abandoning his kids. Yeah. He just doesn't know what to do with himself. Mm -hmm. Right. And then it shows from the kid's perspective of, you know, the son, he's trying to figure it out and figure if he knew the whole time or not. Mm -hmm. And the girls are like, it's okay. We can, we don't understand it yet. They're like, they're too young. Yeah. So it just shows like the different layers of grief Mm -hmm. I think act two really shows a lot more uh, because act two focuses more on the kids. Yeah. And so I think act two is definitely a more, um, trying to find your place, Mm -hmm. I guess. And everything. Yeah. Cause that's a lot more with like the little girl, the, the daughter of the actress Mm -hmm. where she's just like, I just feel like my mom, like she just doesn't really care, you know? And even the mom has says it in act two where she's like, I don't, I don't care my, about my daughter. My daughter's not my number one priority. I, I love her, bad. but she's not, but I don't have, I don't experience guilt. <laughs> yeah. Like I I don't feel guilty that she's not my number one uh, priority, mm-hmm. but I feel bad that I'm not guilty. Yeah. Kind of vibe. And so it's like, you know, there's that. And then like three, like act three just wraps everything together into all these things really just come together. And what is your purpose here? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I, th- I think there's just so many different meanings throughout it. Yeah. Uh, Cause that's why I told you grief. Cause I, I went on the drive home, like before we left, I was like, I think the movie talks a lot about grief. And you're like, it's really more so like this. So I started breaking down the acts, like thinking about it in my head. Yeah. And I was thinking about like, okay, what act, what was like the arc for each act? Mm-hmm. The TV side of it, when we cut to the guy writing, I don't know what the was <laughs> yeah, to to, that dude going was, to that. That was crazy. <laughs> that was- Anything outside of asteroid city. I f- don't know. So that's where I'm confused. Cause what's, So actually thinking about it, I think it's funny.
0: So the thing that you may have taken from this, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, may have been more about the grief aspect, which is primarily the actual play itself. is a lot of grief and shame for not feeling the way you should or trying to find your place in the world. And I think that the aspect that I took away from it when we were having the discussion right after seeing the movie was mainly based on the, docu- the, the bio- biographical side, which was showing the playwright trying to write the play. And then we see, eventually, one of the actors in the play leave the play to go talk to the director to try and understand the play, and then ending the movie with a very odd a chant of, uh, you can't wake up if you never sleep, I think is what they were saying. And that I took I took so much more away from those moments than I did the whole play. That's so
1: interesting because I took more away from the actual play itself, because than I, the story. Outside not to of-
0: say like, I I do think the biography side was whack. It was very bizarre, but for me, I took a lot more. Uh, like, and they talked about this in the actual play as well. That this idea of what is our purpose, what is the meaning of life, and I think the, uh, the biography side was really focusing on a metaphor of, like, what is the meaning of the play? Yeah. What is the meaning of the play? As an actor trying to get into the character, I don't understand the play. And we've done it several hundred times, Mr. Director. What am I supposed to do? Am I just supposed to feel guilt and, like, my heart is breaking every day as I play this character over and over again? And he's, yeah. Yeah. That's you're you're not going to get it. And I really think that that was a that was if people are going to fight for a deeper meaning of the movie, I think they're going to dive into that more. That side more, because I think that was alluding to the idea of what is the meaning of life? What is my purpose? I've been here so long. I don't know what it is. And that's kind of the point. The your purpose in life is to make is to make the most of it with what you will yeah you have to make the decision for yourself on what it is no one can define that for you that is i took that is the stuff i took away from the movie more than from the play which i find fascinating
1: that there's two whole different areas that you can pull from in this movie what i mean that's a lot of his movies are like that that's that's the beauty of it is like you you can see so many different angles yeah. through it like for me with like life aquatic i know we keep going back to it, but it's so fresh in your mind yeah like thank well, you <laughs> like well the thing for me for life aquatic is is more so the depression side of mm-hmm. steve zisu of just like gosh just like that dude is just he's just so depressed yeah and he doesn't know how to show it in any way shape or form mm-hmm. but people i'm sure get different things that they cared about from the movie mm-hmm. i know some people they they follow the aspect of it of um revenge isn't worth it always right because yeah. it's kind of like the whole whole plot of the movie is that he's getting revenge mm-hmm. on the shark for me it's like dude you gotta learn to deal with with your emotions
0: you gotta yeah you gotta learn to move on <laughs> from yeah. some things man yeah
1: so i mean there's always different meanings I and mean, you know somebody else might think like oh it's actually about uh, just singing david bowie songs in german or whatever that yeah. one dude's doing <laughs> yeah that guy's great yeah that dude actually that's totally off topic but kind of on topic the only reason that dude is in there is because david bowie um saw that guy doing covers of his songs and he was just like i like that guy you should use him what instead of using my stuff and wes anderson was like yeah okay it's a good idea (laughs) buds that's hilarious (laughs) just buds wow
0: well what's what's interesting too what with going into the idea of like the both of the themes that we've brought up with this movie of grief and the meaning of life which are two very heavy topics both of them are topics that you can pull different things from and going into like meaning of life like what I just said is my my belief on it life is what you make of it right yeah. but depending on who you are as if you're religious, if you're not some certain ideologies that you may have, like when you, if you go into that aspect of the movie more, you may take something radically different away from it, which I think is the beauty of this movie.
1: Yeah. I mean, everybody's purpose in life is so vastly different, Mm -hmm. right? We got the kid, we have the kids who are just trying to find their place in life. Yeah. Because what they do is so, is so unique being astrologists and just wanting to make a change. Mm-hmm. But they're so, they're so confused on if that's what they actually want to do because they want to do it or because they're good at it.
0: Yeah, because they're because sp- they're so smart that it's like, okay, am I just? I guess I have to do something that only a smart person could do. Like I think that yeah, that's a whole another thing to take away from it too. Is like, I, and this is true for everyone. Everyone is radically different, and these five kids bond over this difference that they all have that they are all considered extremely smart but all of them are unsure of their place in the world because it doesn't feel like there's anywhere for them
1: yeah everybody's is totally different i mean even down to the dad the dad he just he he it's so funny because he's a photographer and his whole thing is that he's meant to be finding moments in life to capture right is his Mm -hmm. whole thing but deep down he genuinely doesn't think anything in life is has meaning mm-hmm. Because he's He's at a point in his life Where he's willing to just Go abandon his kids Yeah Even though it's funny Because he finds the beauty In things in the moment That he's doing This is why he's capturing pictures Why he ca- takes a picture Of Scarlett Johansson And mm-hmm. he's like Hold on I love this moment Like right here Yeah Is what he's thinking But in reality He's also struggling with I don't know what life is about mm-hmm. And this the same thing For Scarlett Johansson Totally different than Everybody else's Her whole thing is work I gotta be successful And famous Yeah That's my meaning of life but deep down, I just saw an alien, and I feel nothing. <laughs> like, right, right. Like that's how everybody's trying yeah. to say it, is like we're all, like they're also caught up in what they're trying to figure out for themselves. That when they see the alien, all of them are like, I don't even know what. what to What are we of that. doing? I can't even figure out my own life. I can't figure out an alien. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Even Steve Carell, he's just his whole life is just a simple life. Mm-hmm. He just runs a little motel outside of where they test <laughs> atom bombs
0: trying to convince people to buy little tennis court plots he, of land he
1: wants people to invest in his town uh uh-huh. one day it's gonna be popular yep it's just his own meaning in life like everybody's life is just so vastly different mm-hmm. the dad the, the grandpa his whole thing is he just didn't even care much about his own he talks about it how he you know the way he grew up and how he only cares about the ones he loves and yeah. everybody else screw up yeah so there's so many different meanings that you can get gain mm-hmm which is just so interesting. So there's there's two a lot of people that you're bound to connect with some character mm-hmm. here or there, right? Yeah. Like for Scarlett Johansson, I don't really connect with her character a whole lot, but I like the dad's character a whole lot more. Mm-hmm. But for you, it might be totally different on who you connect to more. Yeah. Well, I especially
0: I, I think the scene that really hit me out of nowhere was I, I really I really did enjoy the dad I. I it's funny, I took more more away from, like, the... I think I just liked that character because we also got to see him as an actor in the biography side as well. Mm-hmm. So we saw this really cool dynamic for that specific man. Uh, but I really... There were two scenes with him. One is where he, out of nowhere, places his hand on the, on the grill, which he's making his grilled cheese on. And he just puts his hand on there and burns his palm. Yeah. And Scarlett Johansson's like, that actually just happened. You actually just did that. And he's like, I don't know why I did that. Which leads to him freaking out about I don't understand the play because he f- he fully acknowledges it in the scene of I don't know why I did that. Why is that written there? Yeah. Like why there's a I certain part where he says that he's like, why do I put? Why do I have to put my hand on the on the Stove there
1: yeah, Cause he says like The lines aren't clear Or something like
0: that The lines right? aren't clear Yeah And that was just Like I I don't know That's That was so Interesting to me Like I still Am trying to ponder What What does that part mean But it stuck out So much to me But even for him The character's like
1: Why'd I do that I don't understand the play I did I did love Those moments Where they acknowledge What was going on Like when Scarlett Johansson's like Read that line Read the page <laughs> Yeah She's <laughs> like do you want her to see the nude scene? Like, <laughs> like just, just like you know, like they're just like, all right, come on, let's just get the play going here. Mm-hmm. Let's just keep it moving. Well, I
0: love that the dialogue in these Wes Anderson movies, and especially with this one, they all of the dialogue is so direct, and it's something I know this more because something I've been learning as I'm trying to become a better actor is intention behind lines. Right. That there's a lot of scripts that. I've read that I've been handed for different sets and everything that the lines my character is meant to read or say is not quite, they're not the exact words that the character is trying to say, which is what a lot of people actually do. We are, we all struggle to actually say the thing that's actually on our mind. Yeah. Um, where we can say, I love you to someone, but the intention behind it is it's actually very nasty. Uh, and so you, you, there's this whole idea that I've been learning more about of when reading through scripts, write out what am I actually trying to say to the other person with this line. And I love that with these with the Wes Anderson writing, it's all of the writing is intentionally just direct. Every right. single character says exactly the exact thing that is on their mind at any given moment. like the 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 kid who has to do the dares, all the time he's constantly be trying to do something stupid and have someone dare him to do it dare me dare me dare me and his dad freaks out and is saying something direct to him of like i'm so done with this why do you need to do this all the time and the kid just says straight up of like i'm scared that if i don't do that then no one will notice me and my life will have very little meaning if i'm not noticed and it's like it comes off funny the way it's like, you don't hear people talk like that. Yeah. And the, the character is very emotional saying it, but it comes off very unique. And I love that. I think that's so interesting. Yeah. I love that kind of writing. I think it's dope.
1: Yeah, I think it's a genuine moment, too, between... Mm-hmm. It. Like, it feel, feels almost as if that wasn't necessarily written in, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah, That that is man the, the so many so many different story angles cuz again that kid's storyline yeah totally different than everybody else's
0: of that that idea of i feel like I, I feel like i'm alone in the world and i'm not going to be noticed like that is a genuine thing that some people deal with still like yeah that is something else that people will draw from it which i i really do think that's one of the coolest ideas one of the coolest things you can do with a film is if you're able to convey so many messages All at once, and it doesn't feel like like the movie was only an hour and forty five minutes. Did you realize that? Yeah, not too long. It was. It was super quick.
1: It flowed very well too. Like, I mean, it's hard to follow, obviously, if you're. If you're, like, half paying attention, I guess.
0: You cannot pay half attention to this movie. You, this movie yeah. requires focus.
1: <laughs> yeah, but it's not in the level of, like, inception focus, where it's, like, what layer are we in? Yeah, what, more so, the
0: trippiness that's going
1: on now. Yeah, it's more so you have to focus only for the sense of, like, you may miss why the film is the way it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know that sounds kind of snarky, but it's, like, that he's just trying to give life lessons in a very colorful way funny way
0: i'm of the opinion this entire episode's gonna come off snarky and i'm just i'm gonna just own it <laughs>
1: hey man look there are people who are way more snarky about wes anderson than we are so i really don't feel that bad true true the ones who the real ones out there recognize real and if you're not a wes anderson fan i mean that's the thing about him too he's very easily not liked like because mm-hmm. there's some people that just don't really like they like uh like our friend colton he may not enjoy West End. I don't know. This is to be fact. I probably am totally spitting lies, but it's just using him as an example. Mm-hmm. The way he watches movies is totally different than the what you and I expect from them. Yeah, like you and I want a good story, good you know, message, whatever it may be, or even if it's not a message, it's just as long as it does what it's meant to do. Mm-hmm. And he's enjoy. He's on the other side of. I just want to watch a movie to kind of just forget. Well, you know what's funny about? <laughs> let's talk about our good friend Colton. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: You know what's funny? I when I was watching. Uh, Life Aquatic and Asteroid City, both of those movies. I was actually thinking the opposite with them. That I think these are movies that Colton would love. Yeah, because Colton's humor, him and I have very similar humor. Oh,
1: he like he likes Wes Anderson. I know he does. I okay, just, I, it just came to mind because I know he mentioned it on the podcast when we were. Oh, that was snarky. Well, he just we'll never he had forget it for like when he's talking about John Wick and he's like, it's just a movie. You know, it's like yeah, he just enjoys the movies because it's just a movie. You mm-hmm. know, like you and I are more so like. No, nah, what's the science? You know? mm-hmm. <laughs> but we I, also have a podcast where we have to break it down.
0: Right. I do think the a potential turnoff for people's for this movie is going to be the very end though.
1: <laughs> oh, they're not going to like it. Like my I know for a fact my mom would hate this movie and doesn't like Wes Anderson. <laughs> Only because she doesn't want to um, she doesn't want to have to sit down and pay that much attention when she watches a movie. She's yeah. Gonna, she got three l- kids at home still. She just wants to watch a movie that is sick. You know what I mean? Like, this is not a movie she would enjoy. Yeah,
0: I just think that that very end scene, though, of them on the stage, going, uh, "What is the chant that they were doing?" Yeah, you had it. If you, if you can't wake up if, if you, you don't, don't fall asleep, you don't fall asleep. You can't wake and up. And they just if you don't start chanting that over
1: and over again. And then the weird alien that we saw earlier comes on stage, and then the movie just ends. And that's He just brings the ball, the asteroid.
0: Yeah, and that's that. I think it went into the epilogue after that. It went into the epilogue, but that was like that. That was the end of the movie. Was that part? And I think there will be a lot of people that are like, "Okay, I don't get it." Like, there was a. I'm pretty sure I heard this. There was a woman in the theater in our row who, at some point, someone had had a line in the movie where they said straight up, "I don't
1: get it." And the lady nearby went, me either. <laughs> Which is so funny because on the other side where I'm sitting, they're sitting there going like that was amazing. It's yeah. like a masterpiece. So it's so polarizing. Yeah. Right? Cause like the guys next to me were like, Wow, like that's that's his best work right there. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Like they, yeah. they got it. They were just like yeah. lasered in. And then there's me who's like I was with you, but the alien is just so goofy looking. It's the only thing I'm looking at. Bro,
0: I cannot get over the weird CGI that they use, that he uses in all of his movies, It's though. like a claymation. It looks so weird. Because <laughs> the alien... You know, it's funny. It's like when it, a movie I was thinking that this kind of compared to was Nope, where with that movie, too, we all knew there was going to be an alien involved in with it going into the movie but we didn't know what the alien would look like and that was like one of the coolest parts of the movie was actually seeing what it what the whole alien situation was but with this we had the same dilemma of we don't know what the alien situation really is and then it showed up and it looks like a five year old made
1: it yeah yeah
0: and she's like yep this is just that's just the that's just the animation we use suck it up it costs ten dollars
1: to make yeah I loved that. That alien looks so goofy. I was laughing the whole time. Just, we, it's the same style of <sighs> art, though, he uses in Life Aquatic that yep. he made like 20 years ago. Yep, It's the same style.
0: All the animals have the same weird look to them. Yeah,
1: I loved that. It's, uh, it's The only way to describe it is uh, if what you think like hard drugs would make <laughs> something look like. Mm-hmm. Like, this is what a cartoon... Like, this is what people use to draw cartoons when they're like, this is your mind on shrooms. Yeah. That's the exact, like, vibe I get whenever I see those. Yeah, that (laughs) was just...
0: That was so ridiculous. You know what's funny? So, you and I... We're very obviously the loudest people in our theater. We were laughing so hard through this. As always, I'm always the loudest. You are definitely the loudest, which makes me laugh even more. And then we both end up being the loudest people in the room. But the people, when that happened with the alien showing up, everyone seemed just dumbfounded. Similar to the characters in the movie But we were dumbfounded looking at it And then you and I broke the ice with laughing And then everyone else just started being like What is going on And laughing yeah, with it It's funny oh It's, my it's meant to be
1: funny I, look If Wes Anderson wanted to make a cool looking alien And make that, that scene serious He could have mm-hmm. It's not hard Yeah I mean a guy of his Of his you know Status. Yeah, no, it easily it, it made is that. hard.
0: I don't know how to do it. No, it's hard. They have the
1: money. But I mean, if I have the if I had his kind of money and his kind of experience, mm-hmm. you know, 20, 30 years of experience, I think I could probably make a pretty decent looking alien.
0: We'll figure it out. We'll make something look good.
1: There's no way. I mean, bro, he the connections he has is very much flexed on who he has in his freaking movies. Mm-hmm. He has Scarlett Johansson. That's Black Widow. That's like the third most popular Avenger in the world according to Endgame. <laughs> Because right. they really had to focus on her, because we all loved Black Widow. Mm-hmm.
0: Yes, of course. Besides of course. the point. <laughs> uh-huh. Besides the point. Besides the point.
1: But like, no, it, that that that's the humor of it. Is it just? It's meant to be goofy looking. Yeah, and I mean, <laughs> just the
0: idea of what the alien looked like. I just I want to be in the room when they were trying to figure out. All right, what do we make the alien look like. Mm-hmm. Okay,
1: let's. <laughs> Somebody... Oh, my daughter drew this. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah, just long, lanky uh, stick man. <laughs> yeah, long, lanky perfect. stick man. Here we
0: go. <laughs> That's great idea. And now he just... All right, perfect. Looks bizarre.
1: I loved that. That was anytime we had the alien i was like bro more alien i love the alien i did not want more the- I, I mean not that it was, that so it was I, looking i i just thought it was hilarious but i was like get off the screen get off the screen i can't do it <laughs> i love it can't do this it was so creepy yeah i know and one of my favorite parts about the alien thing we haven't even talked about is like everybody's trying to process what the alien was you know like like the kids are like oh maybe they're trying to communicate with earth and set up a Economic system, you know what I mean? Like we, mm-hmm. we could set up a communication device and learn. So up what's trade going on. or something. Yeah, 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 and then the government people are like, "No, nah, we're under attack." Mm-hmm. And then there's the dad who's like, "I didn't like the way he looked at me. <laughs> yeah. He just looked at us like we're doomed." Yeah, he had like a doom look on him, but not in the sense that like it, it did. I didn't get the vibe that he was threatened by the alien. That the alien's gonna come down and do something. Mm-hmm. It was just more so like we're just doomed. Yeah. Like, what the hell, man? Get off my back.
0: Meanwhile, I love that we actually get an answer, too, on what what the alien was doing. Because he picked up the meteorite, like, fossil thing. And then at the end of the movie, brings it back. And they're like, he inventoried the item. That's all he was doing. Just taking inventory. Just taking inventory.
1: Literally marked it. Yep. And that's it. Make sure we know where our asteroids are. Yeah, you guys. Yeah, that is hilarious.
0: That's so funny. Everyone else freak. Everyone's freaking out, and aliens just like,
1: nah, this this was just a job I had to do. I do when he posed too. He's like smiles. Yeah, (laughs) brings up the (laughs) brings up the orb to his face.
0: Oh, that was great. And I I love too. I felt like they were digging a little bit at uh, you know, the UFO conspiracy people who take pictures of some random thing and it's always super bad quality. So no one can identify what the thing is they're looking at. And I, I felt like they were digging at that a little bit where, uh, the main character, Augie takes a photo of the alien right in front of him with his camera. And then the next day, every day he was just re- like printing out, uh, all the photos he took, he prints it out and Scarlett Johansson was like, Oh, it came out. And he's like, "Yeah, my photos always come out."
1: Yeah, like, like <laughs> yeah. What did you, you
0: th- think was going to happen? I took a picture. Did why
1: would think, it? Why would it not come out? You think he's not going to be on the screen or something? I'm like what? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hilarious, dude. I I am not going to forget
0: some of like some of the crazy moments with these movies too. Just some of. I mean, we. I was quoting Life Aquatic to you all day today, <laughs> and I'm not gonna. Just the scene of. Augie doing like rehearsing a scene with uh Scarlett Johansson and he's reading he's reading his lines and he's like there's an action here for me that I have to throw everything off the shelf and he's not gonna be he's not the one auditioning but I have to throw everything off the shelf and she's she just says then throw everything off the shelf. And he just starts destroying the room that he's in. Yeah, he just breaks the light. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Throws everything around, Just and then very nonchalantly goes into his next line. Uh, Just, oh, I love the writing. I think the writing for this movie was great.
1: Yeah, the writing is is hilarious. And the way they deliver their lines are all so smooth, too. Yeah. Just the way everybody is you know, delivering it just, it feels so fun. Yeah. It's not necessarily a natural way of doing it. It's just very fun. It's unique. That's what makes it so unique too, is the way he delivers his lines and the way he wants people to talk to each other and interact.
0: Yeah. And I would imagine that is real. That would be really tough roles to do. Like, I feel like I would struggle not to laugh constantly with how monotone all of the lines have to come out of just matter of fact, to the point And it's so unnatural None of us do that
1: Yeah It's gotta be It's It definitely takes A lot of work And a lot of understanding Of how your director Wants it done I'm sure Yeah Because Wes Anderson Is also known For being like Super shy So like He doesn't necessarily uh, Oh I'm trying to convey this He He doesn't like Working with new people It's mm. probably the best way To put that Interesting Like he He, he has a hard time directing things. If he's not personal with the people he's mm. working with, you know what I mean? Like yeah. he, he makes it very personal. So like, I'm sure it's very fun filming those lines. Cause I'm sure it takes a lot to do. They yeah. definitely are messing it up all the time and it's gotta be so nice to just hear him just be like, it's okay guys. It's all good. Like, it's okay. It's okay. um, I I did read about the, the nudity scene that he did because, it uh, it's, it's pretty funny. So the scene there's a scene where Scarlett Johansson is kinda nude. Yeah, you you see it's like a a second through a mirror and it's blurred. It's not really nude, but she is nude IRL. Okay. And I was reading that she actually directed that whole scene because Wes Anderson just felt so uncomfortable <laughs> like he just could not be there to do it. <laughs> he, said he, wrote, he, said, he wrote the script. Yeah, I know. bro. bro you didn't let her write that then. I think it's just hilarious. <laughs> well no, because she was like, she told she's the one who convinced him apparently. Oh. Okay. I was reading that like she was the one that was like, no 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 like like keep it in. Like this we have to do that scene. That's it it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um like I she was like I don't care. I'll you know I'll do it. And she said that she said she wasn't uncomfortable about filming the nudity. She was only uncomfortable because she had to direct. And that's a big role to do. Yeah, to to make things all quirky like Wes Anderson. And he apparently was just like a little schoolboy and just did not want to do it at all because he was like, "Ew, gross! It's my friend. I can't do it. I can't do it." He said. He said the only time he was ever okay with doing a nude scene was with William Dafoe, and that's only because he was so impressed by with what he saw <laughs> oh my god literally the only like he said he was not impressed he said he was distracted okay he said right. he was just way too distracted by what he was seeing that <laughs> didn't bother him as much oh my god he's like but with, with Scarlett Johansson she's a friend that, that just he was like it's just too weird for me that
0: that is so that is so funny you,
1: also I thought about that too this movie's rated pg-13 that's like a pretty rare list, right? Of movies. I don't know if that to be fact, but I'm sure the list is small of movies that are PG 13 and have nudity. I didn't know. I, I thought, I thought it was R. I didn't realize it was PG 13. It's like no cussing in this movie at all. I don't, I can't think of one moment where there was like a big F bomb. Yeah. If there the was, eye.
0: it's not, it's not memorable. It very, I don't remember that at very all. Very subtle. Yeah.
1: Very clean movie. Yeah. Man. Which is funny. Cause he's, I mean, he's fairly clean, but like, Still, has a lot of cussing. I mean, you've only seen obviously Life Aquatic, mm-hmm. but his other movies, like the animated ones, like Fantastic Mr. Fox, has no cursing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Isle of Dogs. I don't remember having any. Um, so yeah, it's not something that he's like super heavy into using. Yeah, I think he just uses it when he thinks it's appropriate. Interesting.
0: Which I, I, I like that idea because I don't think the unless like the cussing is necessary it just feels over the top sometimes with a lot of movies now
1: yeah it's it's more so like it feels only necessary when it's that character's vibe Mm -hmm. this is why i had the issue in bullet train with uh with um the one character that just called everybody the b-word after everything she said because it felt like that character would never do that like it just felt weird
0: (laughs) i remember yeah yeah
1: but like something with like steve zsu is it he doesn't care. The dude mm-hmm. carries a gun. He cusses. <laughs> it's Bill freaking Murray.
0: Yes, he kills all the pirates. Yeah. This this man's a legend. He can say whatever he wants. Bro,
1: Bill Murray is so goaded. We just that dude's awesome. Yeah,
0: that's such a bummer that he, the that situation that he couldn't be in the movie. <laughs> but I mean, like, I wouldn't have known unless he brought that up.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, obviously for the the big heads out there, I'm sure they was the first thing they noticed.
0: Yeah. Where's Bill Murray?
1: Yeah, I no mean, For know I, you I, and me, it's like, I mean, whatever. I had it's no stuff. idea
0: there was a meta behind that between him and Wes Anderson. I never knew about that.
1: Uh, he Well, yeah, he's very much that kind of director that stays to his own people. And I think that's also because he knows how picky he can be mm-hmm. that he's just like, I've already worked with them before. I'm just going to keep reusing him. Yeah, I mean, well, when you find when
0: you find actors that you really vibe with, too, and they vibe with you, like you you know the potential behind them, you don't have to relearn how to work with a specific actor again because every actor is different. Yeah. So why wouldn't you if if they're available? Why wouldn't you work with them again? You know? Yeah, like, like I totally respect that. It's
1: like Quentin Tarantino not using Leo. It's like, bro, Leo's your guy. Yeah. Gotta
0: use Leo. We we're gonna bring him back in. We've worked together before. We mesh very well. We're gonna do it again. Like yeah. that's just how it works.
1: Yeah. Or Tim Burton using that one girl, his life partner. Or I can't. Helena remember. I can... Helena Bonham Carter. Yeah, like it's like him using her. her. Every oh, or Johnny Depp too. like yep. He's like, nope. I know exactly. These two are in it. Easy. I, I can cast him I've already written this with mm-hmm. them in mind. Yep. Done. It's simple. Yeah, I do love that. I love that when directors have their people. Yeah. It's like it just works so well. You know,
0: yeah, especially with the content that Wes Anderson writes is so different too. it's all very original. And so none of these actors that you've seen in other movies of his are doing anything remotely similar, it feels like. Yeah, I mean, maybe maybe I'm incorrect on that because I haven't seen all of his movies. I want to go on a crusade of watching all his movies now. Uh, but from my understanding of them, at least so far, the vibe of the characters that these actors play are so different and unique. I mean, I don't know if they would keep taking the roles if they were all the same, right? Right. But I, I guess maybe that's incorrect because money, but...
1: Yeah. Who knows? Yeah, th- but I, I think all the acting was great, though, in this. I mean, I, I can't think of anybody in there that I didn't really enjoy. Yeah. The, the only person I didn't necessarily... Look, I'm not a big Scarlett Johansson fan. Mm-hmm. So... For me, I think she did great, and she's an amazing actress. I just don't like the typecast that she usually is. is. Uh, and what,
0: so, like, like what what's the typecast that you're referring to with her?
1: I feel like she's always just like um, I don't know. I don't know. It, it's it's it's. Uh, let me let, let me look up Scarlett Johansson movies. Let me look <laughs> this up because I. Cause I know, I know I've felt this way with her before, like the way she is in all the Avengers movies, mm-hmm. they always portray her as like way more important than she is. And that's the vibe I always get off of her. But like, I know she's, I know she thinks like, I'm really not that important, but mm-hmm. everybody else hypes me up to be way more important than I am. Yeah. Like she's very like subtle with the, the stuff that she does. Mm-hmm. Um, Interesting. She's also in Jojo Rabbit too, and I think that's kind of a very similar. Like she has the same kind of tone okay. she talks with in this one. It's very just kind of like dry almost. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, I, I don't know. Just her in general, I'm just not crazy for, but yeah. I still think she's great. It's no disrespect, and it's not going to knock a point off for me in any way for this mm-hmm. movie. I just personally, if I had to pick a character I didn't like, it was probably her character. Interesting, but. Again, I don't relate to it in any way. Yeah, I think that I think that Sigma would be the Al- thing
0: for me is that I didn't
1: the Sigma Alpha grind mindset that she's got <laughs> is beyond my belief. Of course, of course, it's it goes leagues beyond me, bro. I'm I'm out here on Steve Carell level. It just I'm just happy to be here. I'm I'm trying to sell. Happy to be here. I sports.
0: I purchased my I have my cantina machine to keep me drunk, and it's great. <laughs>
1: yeah, dude. Uh, no, I mean all the cast though was great. It was a big cast.
0: Yeah, and I. Pff- It is very hard for me to think of a character that I did not enjoy. No, they're all Because I think everyone killed it. They
1: all did amazing. All did amazing. This is
0: one of those movies that, like, I am struggling to find critique points on it. I think the main critique I have of this movie is that by the end, there will be some people who are just like, I don't get it. That was over the top. There will be those people because it there are there is a certain point where it's like, all right, this is bizarre. This is this is the part where you lose the people. Yes, yeah, I, I understand. I don't get it. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's probably one of the only downsides, I guess, to having such open – what would you call it? Like open-ended theories of how the movie – like what the message is? Yeah. That's probably the only downside is that for some people – they like just a straight direct message, which again, that's just mm-hmm. the way you enjoy movies. Like, yeah, that's, that's literally my mom. My mom is a very like, I just need the story just straight up. Just tell me mm-hmm. what it is. I don't like open endings. I you know, that's how my mom is. Yeah. And so like that again, that, that's the thing with Wes Anderson. Why it's like a love hate relationship for some. Some people hate that, that it's so open ended. Mm. Just give me the freaking answer. <laughs> yeah. Type it on the screen, please. Mm hmm. Uh, Which you're right That ending with the alien That is gonna
0: That's gonna be the turn off point Oh for sure For many people Some people the turn off point might be Going from the black and white uh, Biography To The actual vibrant play And going back and forth
1: And being like What
0: is happening
1: Yeah I, I could also see some of the writing Being I mean the writing is great The way they're telling the story But there are some moments Where they're talking very scientifically, you know? They're very, very scientists. Yeah, and they start getting into, like, the nerdy side of, like, the astrology that they're into. That is another point of, There's, like, okay, you
0: have potential to lose people here.
1: It lost me for a little bit. I'm not going to lie. Like, there were some <laughs> points where, like, when it was all the kids, I was just like, all right. They're all going to just big brain right now. <laughs> and, I, like, when they did the game, the the Cleopatra, they started Yeah, they're playing that weird... I was weird, like, bro, you're losing me. I don't they're know.
0: They're playing their weird... Uh, Name game and you're there was like a three minute scene of them doing that and we're just like okay. (laughs) You as an audience are trying to keep track of the names too, and like I don't even know the second one. Who who are you saying?
1: I don't even know why we're saying the name. Why are we saying the name? Yeah, what is the the theme? What is the theme of the names? I'm so historical figures? No, (laughs) I don't think there was any
0: I think it was literally just a memorization game, a memory game. Mm. And so they were trying to To pull, they had to be a real person they named, and they had to
1: keep remembering.
0: They had to keep remembering, and you would get out if you didn't uh,
1: memorize all of them, which is why they were coming up with such extreme names. Yeah, some of that stuff, when they start getting into that. Ridiculous. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, all right, all right. Some of this dialogue is. it's very heavy worded. Big words mm-hmm. thrown around at me. Relax. Yeah. Get me back to the color.
0: I mm-hmm. <laughs> like the colorful part. I did love with that memorization seeing that memory game. It did last for like two or three minutes. And one of the kids straight up goes... Because they're all brainiacs. They're all nerds and super smart. And, and it's just continuing on forever. And one of them goes... I don't think this game works for us.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't think this works. And it's like the audience is going, "Yes, that, yes, that is correct." Yeah, the thing I one of the things I do love about Wes Anderson is the way he portrays like children as just like little humans mm-hmm. with a bit more, um, I guess, innocence, kind of, but like understanding how the world works. Like, like the girl, like the little girls are pretty innocent. Right. But they, yeah. they still are referencing, like they're not sheltered. They're just innocent. Yeah. But you know, cause they're like, we're going to raise mom back from the dead. Cause yeah. we're three witches. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's like they, they understand real life things. They just are very innocent to all of it. Right. As to where we have the, the teenagers, they're not just, he, that's the that's the one thing I love. He doesn't write them all like super angsty. I gotta rebel it's just like true I wasn't
0: mad that any of the kids are teenagers in this movie because they're just
1: real kids they're just like they're just they're smart kids they're literally brainiacs they have no need to be rebellious little turds like right like when they when they expose the truth about the aliens it's not out of rebellion it's legit just the world needs to know Mm -hmm. I'm smart enough to understand that we could just get this stuff out there yeah we just need to know yeah so I do love the way he portrays them that way.
0: Man, that was I didn't even realize. I actually I actually enjoyed all of the all of the kids and teenagers in this movie. That's un- yeah, because it's the way unreal writes, to me.
1: It's the way he writes them. He doesn't make them all annoying, angsty teens.
0: Yeah, and having to make them stupid in order to drive the plot. Which exactly. These, these kids actually drove the plot with without being dumb or rebellious. Yeah, yeah. Like oh. you, didn't, you
1: didn't see them. Like they were smart the whole time. There was never a point where the son was like, I'm mad that my mom died, so I'm gonna go piss off the alien in a moment of, uh, of ju- you know, relapsed judgment. It's like, no, no, I'm smart enough to know like we could logically figure this out and what they're here for, yeah, you know,
0: dude. I that we invented
1: have, a freaking jetpack.
0: This, this may have gotten more points for, for me of realizing that. Every, uh, oh, what a breath of fresh air this movie was! <laughs> oh my gosh. All right, should we bring in the
1: the banana meter? Ah, yes. You want to bring him in, ah, on,
0: bro? They've been they've been crazy recently.
1: Ooh. Oh god, I haven't even. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> oh, hold on, Get back hold up, on, back, hold on, back, hold on, back. hold okay, on, hold okay, on. Okay, okay. The song, <laughs> amazing, ah, dear alien, dear alien. What is it? It's a, oh, what was it called? They were like. Uh, Oh, it's, they were, like, saying, like, a prayer, but it was to the alien. They legit...
0: In the Act 3... Oh, my gosh. Everyone has to see this movie. I'm going to make everyone I know see this movie. Uh, at, in Act 3, one of the children, after they all learn about the, uh, the presence of aliens, one of the kids writes a song <laughs> that's, like, a crazy Western song, and they all perform it and just start... Like having a whole party It's called Dear Alien Who Art in Heaven
1: (laughs) Yeah, Dear (laughs) Alien Who Art in Heaven It's a prayer And then everyone gets in on it That's right, it's like the the Lord's Prayer Because he's like you stand there six feet tall, like he tries. To, yeah, mm-hmm. so funny. That oh my God, I can't believe we didn't. Me- I can't movie. believe
0: we didn't mention that. That was so. That was those group so of kids ridiculous.
1: drove nothing to the story other than just being comic relief, and they were so funny every time they showed them.
0: The, all of the kids in this movie were ridiculously great. The three girls that were that were constantly convinced they were witches. Wh- hilarious. Uh of, no we're gonna no I'm we're all witches we're good witches and w- no I'm I'm half witch half alien everyone yeah. everyone around grandpa's just like okay yes you're right of course uh, <laughs> just like, yep. so like yep.
1: so done with it yeah okay yeah yep yep yep, you are a okay. witch.
0: yep. absolutely
1: <laughs> mom's your mom is dead so when's she coming back
0: <laughs> yeah 15 minutes... Yeah. You guys don't even know what 15 minutes is. 15 minutes is 6,200 hours. Yeah, yep. Of course, yes. Thank you, my child. You know
1: what? You, never mind. I take that back. You uh-huh. understand. <laughs> yeah, that was great. The song was amazing. That that group, Those group of kids were so funny. Every time he said the prayer... Thank you, Lord, for the mustard. <laughs> Thank you, Lord, for the onions. Thank you, Lord, for the, the hot yeah, for the relish. Thank you, Lord, for the ketchup. Thank you, Lord.
0: <laughs> head count, head count to shut him up.
1: <laughs> oh oh I man, loved I loved it. I thought like the thing with the like, and that was a nice thing I enjoyed too. There's a breath of fresh air. I, I don't want to get into like, you know, your religious beliefs and what it may be or may not be. But the one thing I found that was so funny is that. He poked fun at it But not in like a Making fun of it way Yeah Like it was, like I, Because I, I get it Some people they don't believe In anything And that's totally fine mm-hmm. And some people They believe in it heavy And any joke is offensive Yeah I lie on the side That both sides Have their own opinions That's the beauty of this world mm-hmm. But but I thought it was so funny That they were just like Making the little jokes
0: <laughs> There were just <laughs> Constant little things About religion That would come up The, pray, the praying And like I've I've grown up Christian my entire life, and I remember like in youth group growing up, people don't people learning how to pray, and some people they they would lead the prayer, and it's literally okay. I have to mention every single thing I've ever been grateful for right now. Yep.
1: So that (laughs) that That that, that little kid, totally accurate. Yes, there's always that one kid. And I think it's great Because there's the jokes To the people who aren't religious They'll just be like Oh my god This is so funny Like how annoying And then there's us Who like you know Who are religious And it's like Yeah that's accurate <laughs> That's a real thing yeah. It's just a real person <laughs> it's So funny
0: Him try- Augie trying are- <laughs> to explain The concept of death To his yeah. kids And he's like He's starting to talk about Like My parents told My parents when when dad died my mom tried to tell me that he was in the stars and then we got into a whole debate and he's <laughs> talking about heaven with his his little girls and well, he's like you so luckily you' we'll, we'll just say for right now she's in heaven luckily you
1: guys are episcopalian so you guys will be in heaven with her I won't be <laughs> just, like, And like, then we, we move like on a pescita- uh, yeah pes- been, yeah because whatever understand all. He's, like, he's like but he's like but for me obviously there is no heaven <laughs> but for you guys it's great for yeah you- <laughs> <laughs> I think that's like I think that goes into A deeper layer of that Character's depth Of his like His understanding is like Well my kids are gonna Take it great because They believe in heaven mm-hmm. So they're not as worried For me I don't believe in anything So like What is anything Yeah You know That's where his Existential crisis
0: Starts coming The life struggle Happens there Alright we need to Let's let's get them Let's get them in Let's get them in Woo, woo! Yeah. Wow. Okay, they're all stacking woo. up on top of each yeah, other. Yeah, look
1: at them. They're going woo, 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 boom, boom, boom. Oh yeah, look at <laughs> them. They're jumping on. Yeah, what Okay. The
0: other. Wow. This is. Yeah. Ta-da. They're creating a wall. We're currently locked Ooh. in here now. Cause it, all right.
1: Ooh, it. Ooh, banana. Great. Can Bring you me put your the banana? Ba- can
0: you put the banana down? Mm. Banana. <laughs> now they're changing their voices.
1: Ooh, <laughs> Thank you. Wow. I like cool.
0: the range. Thank yeah, you, buddy. Put think, it, just set it down. Okay. Uh, okay. I'll All right. Say. All right. They're Minimos, just going to keep Minimos. staying super stacked yep, right just here. Just Let them be. Just let them be. All right. Stay there. All right, Ricky, what you thinking?
1: Uh, I thought this was a great movie. I, I'm trying to think of anything I didn't like about it. Um, I think the, like I said, the the alien scene at the end or the, the the whole meaning of trying to figure out the sleep aspect of it for their characters and you know what, what is it you don't wake up if you never sleep? You can't like wake up if you never sleep. I may be swapping it in some way, but there's something about wake' you can't, you can't, can't sleep waking if you up if you're up. never
0: if you're never asleep.
1: Yeah, something like that That whole scene got a little bit out of hand for me Where I was mm-hmm. like "That Not necessarily that I didn't like it I feel like I needed to rewatch it though And for that, for me alone Is like Dang, I wish I had just understood what was happening Yeah So maybe I missed something
0: I, well, well, I think it's th- That was so sudden during it I think I understand the meaning behind it But it's, it's one of those scenes that like It can be interpreted multiple ways, I feel like So
1: Yeah um, And that's so the that for that for me is harder to understand but um, also someone like the dialogue again i think the way that he writes his stories are so so well and i think the dialogue amongst people is so good but there are some moments where you kind of get lost in the dialogue because you're trying to catch up to what they just said but the next line has already started mm-hmm. and cuz it's also quick too like yeah. when he starts getting into like science talk they just flow through it to make it sound smarter. Yeah. But when you start breaking down what they're saying in your head, you're like, this all sounds like it's just a bunch of made up words we're saying right now. Mm. Um, but that for me, that part of it is just like, man, as it keeps me going, it keeps me thinking about it. But like, sometimes I do wish the dialogue would slow down just a little bit. I'm trying to und- oh, hold on, <laughs> Give yeah. it. but that's just for me personally, because I'm kind of dumb, <laughs> but like, I just wish I could slow it down. Like, I, I can't wait to watch this movie at home and I mm. can rewatch scenes. Yeah. Um, that, that excites me to do. Uh, but at least off of just this watch and everything, man, I don't know. I'm having a hard time finding the number here. Yeah. It's
0: tough, right? There's so much, this movie was very complex.
1: It's a very complex movie and I think it's very thought provoking. Mm. Um, I'm just trying to think where I put it, man. <laughs> It's hard. It's so, it's so it's such a strange movie. If you want to think more on it, I'm pretty sure I got my number. Yeah. Okay. You, go you ahead. want me to, you want yeah, me yeah, to go do for it? it? All right. Cause I'm just, I'm just trying to think where I want to land it. Cause there's like, there's part of me that is just still trying to process the movie and mm-hmm. factor in the emotions I felt through it, that it's so hard for me to like, just come up with a number immediately.
0: Yeah. Well, I've been thinking about it. I, I think I've made it clear that I loved this movie I think I'm somewhat biased because the that type of dry humor is... I've always been like this. That is... I love that so much. And I wish I knew that this was what Wes Anderson stuff was like earlier. Uh, so that alone really hit me hard. I enjoyed that a lot. I think... I, I do think that the only thing that kind of takes away from this movie for a lot of people will be the end. That weird scene with the alien in the in the lecture hall, and that chanting thing that we've mentioned multiple times. So I think that's going to detract from some people, but that said, I'm going to recommend this movie to every single person I know, because it it is so fun to watch. I don't think there's, I, I really struggle to think of an issue with any of the dialogue that happened. Uh, it's bizarre, but there's so much to take away from this movie that there's someone you'll relate to, and I think that's powerful. Yeah, uh, that I think this is worth the watch for anyone. So, for that, I think I'm going to give it a 95. Like I, like I want to see it again. I might actually go rewatch it in theaters soon.
1: You should. I because mean, it playlist.
0: was it was so fun, and there's like I, I'm just thinking back to it, and I love the quotes that I can remember. I love the scenes that I can remember already, and I want to see it again. That's yeah. really that's. I usually don't care enough to go see a movie again. You yeah. know what I mean?
1: Yeah. That's a good number. Uh, I'm I'm close. I'm close to there. Okay. I just, for me, it's not my favorite Wes Anderson movie. Okay. You have more to compare it to. Yeah, yeah. There's Because the thing I love about all of his movies is there's always some character that's like completely off, like on brand to just... Um,
0: like normal? You normal, mean? I guess, is probably yeah. the
1: better way to put it. Like there's always that one normal character... That kind of makes everything else around it seem way more ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And I think with this movie, that character was actually the the writer. But we just don't get enough of him to feel like he's actually there as mm-hmm. the normal person, right? Yeah. Cause every time we go back to the um explaining the writer, it's it's always third person via Brianston. Yeah. So like everybody's delivering their lines super dry because we're in the play for most of the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for that, for me, it's probably why I'm just taking so long to process that emotionally. Yeah. Um, I I like the number at like a good like like ninety for this. Movie. Yeah. I, I loved it. I think it was a great movie. I just need some time to think about it, and I want to rewatch it. And I think after rewatching it, I may change that number completely. That's that's how mm-hmm. I really feel about the movie. Yeah. So, but for right now, I'm gonna leave it there. I like it there. Definitely an A-tier movie,
0: A it, status. Yeah,
1: it, it's it's the weirdest 90 I'm giving it because I don't sound as enthusiastic as a 90 yeah. should sound, but it's only because I'm still processing. There's so much to
0: take in from this. Like honestly, this is one of the episodes where maybe we should have waited a day to record after, but I didn't know it was going to we were going to feel this. No, same. it's good.
1: It, it's it's good. It's This is how it is
0: Again You and I I may be texting tomorrow With like totally different opinions on this movie Yeah Completely changing after we think more on it That's possible
1: It's a very unenthusiastic 90 (laughs) But I think that's the perfect way to deliver A rating for Wes Anderson Mm -hmm. Something about what I just gave it And the delivery of it Very
0: monotone and dry
1: I I feel like
0: I feel like you did justice I feel
1: like I did justice in my own way
0: That was the correct way to deliver your line there I'm proud of you
1: Yeah I I, th- I think you should audition
0: for Wes Anderson's next movie
1: I just think that if we're seeing the true color red Then how come when it's spelt backwards it's dirt?
0: Because it may as well be dirt
1: do Facts do, do, do. <laughs> The little bell music Yeah 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 do, 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 do. <laughs> I think he made the Grand Budapest Hotel, and that's one movie I haven't seen that I know is like literally everybody's favorite movie. Yeah, I've heard
0: majority just great things about all those movies, so I Somebody want. Somebody got
1: mad because I said that, but whatever.
0: Dude, the, our whole episode, someone's mad, and that's fine. I like that.
1: Look, man, somebody's gonna always be mad, but at the end of the day, Transformers was movie of the year, and there's nothing that'll change my mind. So anybody who disagrees <laughs> with that. You can have your own thoughts Right, right, and right, right, right. Of course, of course, of course. You can have your own thoughts and opinions, and that's all I've been trying to convey since day one of this show, is that your thoughts and your opinions are your own, and they're valid to you.
0: Except they're wrong.
1: But to me, they're wrong. But mm-hmm. that's the beauty of it, and you should respect my opinion of it. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Drop the mic.
0: Thank you so much for listening to Straight Dude Date Night. We do hope you enjoy... Uh yeah, I highly recommend this movie to oh, go everyone. Watch it, go, watch sure. movie. Uh, go watch this movie. this is worth it. this is worth the watch. Uh it is so much fun. I think 99% of people who see this movie are going to really like it. Uh it's it's a great movie. It's a very dry 90. I mean. Yeah. And in regards to our show, we appreciate the support from everyone. We ha- we still have so much fun making this. We're coming up on a year, which is crazy. And we got some exciting stuff we got planned, so be sure that you're following us on Spotify and following us on all the the social medias if you're not already. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe to us on YouTube, all that good stuff. Um, and tell a friend about the show, that would be great. Other than that,
1: Ricky? We got big, big ideas and big plans and not enough time or resources to do them. Yeah. So recommend the show to your buddies. Uh I don't want financial gain. <laughs> I just want to be able to do fun stuff with you, David, and then tell everybody about it because we have a good time doing what we do. Same. And I think people will even if they weren't there will enjoy it just as much as if they were. Yeah. I'm hearing us describe it. Yeah. So I that being said, give me your money.
0: Give us your money. Give Ricky your money. He'll funnel it into the show. This is the constant he's got a gun pointed to the microphone right now. Two guns. Yep. Finger two guns. guns. So just, again, I mean, we say it every time, send, send him some money via cash app. <laughs> uh, just leave a comment on any of our posts and uh, he'll give you his cash app. So.
1: We're grateful for everybody that listens. I'm grateful. For everybody Absolutely. You guys are the best.
0: And on that note, thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoy. Have a great day and have a great week. Bye-bye.